Welcome to Oklahoma Music Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. Wanda Laverne Jackson, born on October the 20th, 1937 in Mott, Oklahoma, was destined to forever change the music world for women and blaze a path that many have followed into stardom. She was among the very first to infuse raw sex appeal into both country and rock and roll and did it her own way. Stand by for the story. She was born the only child of poor but hard-working parents, Nellie and Tom Jackson, who would later become her inspiration and mentors as she entered into music. As a young man, her father had a very tough time growing up, like many others did during those tough times in Oklahoma. Also, like many Okies, he had a love for music, playing the guitar and fiddle around in local dance bands to pick up a little extra money. In fact, he met Wanda's mother at a dance in Mott, Oklahoma, where he was playing with his little band. Her parents worked at any jobs they could find. Finally, like many Okies before them, they decided to load up the family's two-door Pontiac Coupe and head west on Highway 66, hoping to find a better life for their little family in California. Arriving in Los Angeles, they secured a small apartment in a large house called Gramercy Park near downtown L.A., where they shared a bath with other tenants. Even though this was a decade after the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, the size and bustle of Los Angeles caused her mother to be very watchful over Wanda. Wanda would bathe in the early evening while her mother was fixing supper. Her mother would tell Wanda to sing while she was bathing. If she couldn't hear her, Mother Jackson would pop her head in into the bathroom, telling Wanda to sing louder. Later, the family was able to move into a small apartment. The move to California didn't dampen her parents' love of dancing. Her parents went to dances every weekend during that time. By the way, parents didn't get babysitters for their children. They brought them along to the dance. That's where Wanda was first introduced to Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys and Oklahoma band leader Spade Cooley, who she would later say was her very favorite. While her dad did not play publicly like he had done in Oklahoma, he continued to play his guitar and fiddle at home. He purchased a little K guitar from Sears and began teaching Wanda chords on her guitar, practicing with her nearly every evening after supper. The family decided to move about 100 miles north to Bakersfield to be near family and for what they thought was a better work opportunity. Every Saturday night, they would go to Anna Lecta and Uncle Albert's home and sit around the radio to listen to the Grand Ole Opry. Here's a side note. Years later, at Wanda's first invitation to sing on the Opry, Ernest Tubb told her, Honey, you can't wear that dress, which shone her bare shoulders onto the opera stage. Reluctantly... She went back and covered up with a sweater. She gets on the stage, and during her song, she notices some people in the audience were laughing. She looks behind her to see Minnie Pearl and a couple of others clowning around on stage behind her. She was infuriated. After multiple invitations, it would be 56 years later before she would accept the Opry's invitation to once again perform on their stage. At this time, it's important to note... Wanda came along at a time when it was very difficult for a woman to succeed in the country music industry. Wanda did it her own way, and she broke through the glass ceiling, which many female artists continue to follow her through today. There's just no doubt that Wanda Jackson was a trailblazer for female artists in all genres of music. Now, back to our story. Like many Oklahomans before them, 
and, for as many reasons as there were Oklahoma Wanderers, the family loaded back up and moved back home to Oklahoma. Wanda was nine years old. She started fifth grade at Crooked Oak Elementary in Oklahoma City. Her dad began driving a cab, and her mother took a job as a key punch operator at Tinker Air Force Base. The parents earned enough money to build their first little home that was located at 721 Southeast 35th Street in Oklahoma City, where they joined the South Lindsay Baptist Church. This is where Wanda would first meet and become lifelong friends with Beverly Wright. Wanda would carry her guitar down to Beverly's house where she would play and sing. They held parties there and played records. She was also encouraged to play her guitar and sing at church and at school parties. Radio station KLPR in Oklahoma City broadcast all kinds of programming at the time, but they devoted an hour every afternoon to country music. Host cousin Jay Davis would play country music for 45 minutes, leaving a 15-minute time slot where local performers could come into the studio and play live. Wanda's friends kept urging her to take her guitar into the station and audition for the show. She was reluctant no matter how hard her friends insisted until the day her friends threw down the gauntlet and dared and then double-dog dared her to audition. With all of her friends in tow, they all marched down to the station, waited for the show to be over. It was then Wanda's friend, Beverly Wright, marched up to Jay Davis and asked him to let Wanda audition for the show, saying she's the best singer in the country. Davis said, okay, young lady, let's see what you've got. Halfway through the song, Davis stopped her, then told her to be at the station tomorrow afternoon and don't forget your guitar. Later, Wanda won the talent contest on KPLR, where the prize was a 15-minute show of her own. Of course, she would have to find her own sponsors. Her dad found her a used Martin D-18 in an Oklahoma City pawn shop. She used it for many years. Today, it hangs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Country star and Oklahoma resident Hank Thompson heard her singing on the KPLR radio show, called her up at the station, asking if she would like to join him and his band at a show they were doing at the Trianon Ballroom on Saturday night. She said yes, but she would have to ask her mother. Hank cleared his throat saying, good grief, girl, how old are you? To which she replied, 14. She sang a couple of songs on the show and was a hit with the audience. This began a long friendship between her and Hank Thompson. Hank helped her secure her first record deal with Decker Records while she was still in high school, and later with Capitol Records. After graduation, Wanda began to tour with her father acting as her manager, her chaperone, and also her driver. She often shared the show bill with Elvis Presley. Elvis encouraged her to stretch out her performance style and move from country and add a little rock and roll and rock and roll style to her stage performance. Her early stage outfits were designed by her and her mother. Unlike the traditional clothing female artists of the day wore, she wore fringe dresses, high heels, and long earrings. Wanda has claimed that she was the first woman to bring glamour into country music. In the early 60s, she had a top 40 hit with an Elvis song that he had done three years earlier, Let's Have a Party. She was headlining concerts, and with her band, she named the Party Timers, which featured pianist Big Al Downing fronting her band, a pretty good guitar player from Virginia that considers himself a Oklahoman 
Roy Clark. In 1963, Wanda recorded her album, Two Sides of Wanda, which featured songs from both country and rock and roll, earning her her first Grammy nomination. From 1965 through 1979, she focused her music more on traditional country. She also recorded songs in German for German distribution. Beginning in the 70s, at her children's assistance, she moved into performing gospel songs and doing gospel albums. In all, Wanda's recorded some 31 albums, has toured all over the world, thrilling crowds wherever she takes the stage. She was nominated twice for a Grammy, once in 64 and the other in 1970. She's a member of the Rockabilly Hall of Fame, the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, as well as the International Gospel and the German Music Halls of Fame. Two streets have been named after her, one in Oklahoma City and the other in her hometown of Mott, Oklahoma. In 2009, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 2018, the Queen of Rockabilly, at the age of 81, still continuing to tour, perform, and wow crowds. Her book, Every Night is Saturday Night, by her and Scott Bomar, was a joy for me to read. You've been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends. Hey, spread the word. We can be found on iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, Google Play, and on Spotify. Find us on our website, oklahomamusiclegends.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all of our podcasts. While you're there, check out our picture galleries. Join our Oklahoma Music Legends Facebook page. For Oklahoma Music Legends, I'm Tommy Henshaw. Thanks for listening.